Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, brought to you by Renty and the PMC. A conversation between passionate property management specialists and guests leading up to the PMC conference on the 14th and 15th of November. Hosted by David Faulkner, Harrison Vaughn, and Will Alexander, and powered by Renty, who just want to make renting enjoyable. Hello, Kiara. Welcome to another edition of the Alternative Property Management Show. I am your host and MC for the PMC 2022, the Property Management Conference, David Faulkner. That is only just over two weeks away. And joining me, uh, one of them will be a guest speaker. He will be talking about how to run up mountains uh, eight hours a day and cycle for the next 12 and function on two hours of sleep. Will Alexander, CEO of Renty. How are you doing, Will? Yeah, very well. Um, you raise a good question, though. I actually, what am I speaking about? Yeah, about that, about how to run up mountains and how to cycle. Uh, about prop tech and data and, and just whatever you want. You've got a free reign, mate. Just make it good. And also joining me... Got to be good, yeah. Yeah, also joining me... No, unsurprisingly, he has a beer in his hand. He is the most well-known well, property manager. Oh, it's oh, it's champagne or wine or something or other. He is the most well-known property management expert who does absolute jack shit work. Full stop. We are talking about Harrison Vaughan from Tommy from Tommy's Property Management. How he's got to where he has, I do not know. How are you, Harrison? How's life in Wellington? I am- very, very good, mate. Very good. It's been an awesome day today. I've been um, been busy down at Wellington District Court doing a bit of tribunal work and then just been on uh, having a few ah. beers with Renty down here doing some training. So what was the tribunal case? Are you allowed to talk about it? Or, or? Uh, I'll go into it briefly. It's essentially just a group of students wanting to break their lease now because university's about to finish and they have a signed lease till February. Um, the adjudicator pretty much just told them what we'd already reiterated to them was that they can't get out of the fixed term agreement. Um, and we set the we, we literally just set the, the rules right there that will allow them to break their lease for $550 plus GST. Um, and we'll advertise it and find new tenants and they'll pay rent till um, we find new tenants. And so we, we'd, we've been in discussions with these tenants since April. Um, and we offered them that exact offer. We actually offered them it for $300 plus just back then. So they've actually ended up paying a little bit more and we've wasted tenancy tribunal's time for two hours today. So and wasted two hours good, of your good time. Good expense of taxpayers' money. Yep, I wasted two hours of your time by the sounds of things. But anyway. Yep. Um, anyway, and, and uh, Will, this topic, I want to, what we're talking about today, I think, that, I think you'll have a bit of good insight uh, into some of this because it kind of relates to a little bit around what Renty does, and I'll and I'll take the scenario. So what we're talking today about is insurance in property management, or more so in terms of uh, landlord insurance and, and the information what insurance companies can ask for. So I'm going to read you a scenario as to what happened with property brokers, and and and. We've gone to the Real Estate Institute looking for guidance on this. And this is a, a this is an aspect of the Real Estate Institute, which I think is underutilized by the property management industry. I'm going to read out the email. Uh, so since it's a Joe Ray, um, in one of our branches where we have a lower socioeconomic environment, 
We have a landlord make a claim with an insurance company due to alleged damage caused by your tenants on the property. This is going to tribunal as we are arguing that the damage is intentional due to the, the lifestyle of the tenants. The insurance company has asked for, inspect for inspections, tenancy agreements, correspondence between us and the tenant. They have also asked for details on the tenant application as well as reference and credit checks. Firstly, I'm unsure whether we can do this under privacy principles. However, what concerns me is that if the insurance company refuses to honour a claim due to a poor credit rating or something else on the application, could this lead to serious repercussions for prospective tenants with poor credit history? It could also mean that certain tenants are unfairly being discriminated against. If an insurance company takes such a stance, how will people with poor credit ratings actually find a property to rent if property management companies refuse to offer the property due to the nature of the application? What's your thoughts on that, guys? Will, I'm going to come to you first, mainly also around the, the, the privacy aspect. And I have to say the Real Estate Institute have been really, they've been super helpful with this. And it's gone up to the legal team and they've actually gone um, to the insurance council to get some feedback on on that stance. But, I mean, under, under privacy laws, are we able to disclose all that information to an insurance company? Well, it's certainly setting um, a, a precedent. This is a this is a new area. It's fascinating, fascinating to hear about it. Um, I, I I believe so. I think that is a breach of privacy. Um, but you know, it's interesting. It's fascinating. That I would never see that being successful because uh, credit scores are part of the puzzle. It's not all of it. You know, you can't you can't. Um, you can't make a decision based on that only. And, you know, we see the data across the entire rental range, say from 253 to 1,000, the credit scores are more or less the same. The average credit score is about 620. The average credit score for a preferred applicant is about 649.6 or something like that. So um, it's, it's pretty much the same. I mean, they would have to have information like that if they're going to start making decisions based on low credit scores, what is a low credit score? What is it relative to? Do they have that sort of insight? I mean, what are they comparing it to? Are they comparing it to the industry average? If so, where do they get that from? But as we all know, it's only part of the picture. Um, you can have very, very wealthy people with no credit rating whatsoever because they've never never borrowed money. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's just a snapshot, but it's fascinating. It's a fascinating thing. I think, um, you know, in the, in the environment, economic environment that we're at in currently at the moment, this is the sort of thing that they'll be doing to wiggle around, um, having to pay this sort of stuff. I think more than anything, it just reiterates the fact that you've got to cross your T's and dot your I's and the, the application information that we're seeing coming through. We're, seeing, we're receiving well over 15,000 applications on a month, per month now. And, um, you know, when you are making them preferred and going through your DD and asking them to be the successful tenant, you've got to cross all your T's and dot your I's. You know, you always had to, but now it's becoming even more important to do that. Um, otherwise, this is the sort of thing that you open your up, up for. I, I mean, when I was taught how to be a property manager, my manager said to me, 
Pretend like you're going to get challenged by the insurance company and pretend that you're going to the tribunal. That was always my mentality. Yeah. And I don't think that really has changed, David, no. um, uh, in all these years. I think it's still, you've just got to be thorough. Have insurance companies always asked for this before in the past? Harrison, have you ever had to deal with anything as such where insurance companies have asked for information on the tenant's application? Never, never once, Dave, have we... The, the, the furthest we've ever been asked is, can you show us your last inspection? So when you when you told me that you'd been asked this, it really did shock me. Um, and, you know, my question, my thoughts start going around the whole Privacy Act. You know, can you start showing stuff like that to an insurance company? What are they actually allowed to see? I don't believe you can. Sorry to interrupt. I, I don't believe you can. I don't think they're an authoritative uh, body or they have any sort of um, uh, backing to have that kind of oversight. They're they're a third party. They're they're a private private company. Because when you sign a you tenancy, okay. So, Will, when I sign, if I sign a rentee tenancy application form and it goes to Harrison, what does it say on the on the disclaimer? Just don't have to say it word for word. What what's the what's the tenant agreeing to by signing that application form? Um, so they're basically um, agreeing to let the agency view their information and to do the necessary checks and speak to the necessary people that they've supplied as part of their application, like the references, that kind of stuff. Um, it doesn't really give much scope to go further than that. Um, you can't share it with information uh, with other parties. I mean, it's for the agency's eyes only. Yeah. So, so an insurance, so an insurance company then, they they have no right to make that demand. But let's say, Harrison, that they just say, okay, you're not going to provide this information. We're not going to honour your claim. I mean, how would that sit? Would that be, you know, would, I mean, that's opening a real can of worms, isn't it? Surely. This is the Osaki case all over again. And if they do <clears> that, <throat> it will be challenged all the way to the top, I would say. Um, and, and good, you know, that's what our court system is for, is to challenge these decisions, to get clarity. Um, if that's the, the route that they're going down, David, I would say that it will be challenged. And, and so it should be. I mean, it's, it's it's healthy. I did ask Harrison that question, but he was sat there like a mute with his glass of bloody champagne or Sorry. whatever he's drinking. Sorry. So, Will, I just want to say... I just want to say, Will, thank you for saving him. We, we've carried this man. For, for weeks and weeks and weeks, haven't we? You know, I mean... <laughs> you wonder, I'm getting over my tribunal case. Are you getting over your tribunal? Was it that stressful, was it? Yeah, really oh, stressful. Okay. Very right. stressful. So, so, I mean, Harrison, I let's turn to you, because we're talking here about insurance in general. How do you think yes. insurance companies should approach our industry? Because I have the impression they take a one-size-fits-all approach that every tenant's the same, every property is the same, yeah. when clearly it's not. What can insurance yeah, think, companies do? I think a lot of their policies, a lot of their policies, Dave, or just the way they do the internal grading or assessments of properties of clients is just so out of date and out of whack. They've obviously got a rating for an owner-occupied property and you get a rating for a tenanted property and I guarantee you the tenanted property gets a much higher risk factor rating um, than an owner-occupied property and, and I mean that shouldn't be the case nowadays you know you've got tenants from all walks of lives you've got owner-occupiers from all walks of life you know I think they need to treat 
the the whole of property insurance more the same than treating all of the the rental ones the same um you know i mean they're not going to start asking their owner occupier what sort of person that they are whenever they put a claim in so why are they questioning to the property manager what sort of person you've got living in the property the fact that they've got um you know landlord extension or something along those lines should it shouldn't matter who they've got in their property yeah i mean can we see do you think it's going to evolve into a more tailored um insurance service which i think what needs to happen i think that if the industry gets regulated the insurers can then partner with the rea or with someone and offer particular tailored insurance to properties that are managed through a qualified professional i think that's probably the best way to have that done because then they know that all the property managers are, up, up, are, are uh, upheld to a certain level of standards. So you could you could argue that in the future with a regulated industry, I'm getting cheaper insurance because the risk yep. is lower because I'm with a property management company. How about though, does, this is what I can think, Will, I'll come to you on this, because I've always thought, you know, three monthly inspections, and we've talked about this in other podcasts, Every you know, every quarter we have to do an inspection for the duration of that tenancy. Isn't the scope to change that? So say someone's lived in that house for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, which will happen. Do I really have to inspect every three months or else the insurance claim won't be on it? Is the scope to change that? And how would you change it? I think it's over the top. Absolutely. And, um, you know, 98% of tenants out there are fantastic. Um, It's only a very small minority that aren't. Um, And, yeah, we all know that. We've all been there going through properties and inspecting them, and they're fantastic. They look after the properties like they're their own homes. It has to change because the legislation is changing. I mean, the whole thing about minor renovations and the amendments to the Act is all about generation rent, and it's all about people making a home and long-term rental properties, generations in the properties. And so you've got that piece of legislation coming out, which is, I think, good. You know, um, this is is inevitable. So, yes, the insurance needs to change um, and evolve like that as well because it is over the top. But I think, you know, to Harrison's point about the regulation, um, there needs to be accountability there as well. And if I was an insurer and I knew that the agency has accountability, there is a licensing regime in place, there is indemnity insurance, and they're all, you know, they're ticking all the boxes, Yeah. then I would be more relaxed about going, okay, biannually is okay. Or maybe there's a qualification mm. process, or maybe the insurer can say to the agency, hey, look, um, after two years, if you feel as though they're good tenants yeah. and you don't think you need to go through, it is at your discretion to back it off or something like that. You know, mm. it doesn't have to be so off the shelf. It can be a little bit more flexible. But, yeah, I think it, that one one part for sure has to change. I mean, technology, you know, the tenant does every second inspection through technology and um, videos and I mean you, you know there's apps out there where I can send you a link you click on it and I get control over your phone yeah. including the camera including the light the flash the everything so it's all there it just needs to evolve I've heard people in the, in the insurance industry they'll argue saying that well 
you know, video inspections won't pick up smells or, you know, there's things that human eyes and human senses will pick up that will not be able um, to be achieved. But a, a human can't pick up a gradual leak behind a washing machine either. No. The other argument, I'm not saying I agree with them, then he stretched. The other thing, I, I, the other point I want to make there is, where's the responsibility on the tenant in this situation? Because the tenant's responsibility yeah. is to notify as soon as possible yep. when there is damage, whether they've caused it or not. So if I'm a tenant, and I've had this discussion with a number of people in the past, one of the common issues that we see is the gradual leak which no one picks up. And of course, the owner wants to, to hold the property management company accountable because you've mismanaged the property. You've inspected it. You should have picked it up. Well, my argument is, well, why should they? It's a gradual leak. The people who should pick it up are the tenants. So can't yeah. we hold the tenants accountable if they've not identified when they should have? Because it's that terminology reasonable. You know, that's, that's my thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, I, and then you're entering into the tenant insurance, you know, and, and maybe part of this, David, is uh, just as uh, an owner has to provide insurance for the tenant as part of the Section 13A or whatever, you yeah. know, legislation, um, the tenant is required to have insurance. And then, then there is accountability on that behalf as well. Or, um, or, or the insurance premiums change, go reduce if a tenant has Tenants insurance. Yeah. There you go. Not hard to fix, is it? It's not hard to fix. Come on, Dave. Launch launch your own insurance company. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Renting insurance. I mean, we're the same. There we go. Well, I I mean, property brokers invented with the rental guarantees. It's a a form of insurance, isn't it? You know, if you you look at your rent arrears, it's, you know, this this is true. This is, insurance was invented in Scotland. And it was invented around the Napoleonic Wars. And some bright gentlemen in Scotland identified, it's probably related to Will Alexander somewhere along the line, because it's worked out an algorithm. Yeah, worked out an algorithm of the likelihood of the Scottish battalion getting shot and killed in the Napoleonic Wars. So they worked out this algorithm to work out how many they thought would die. And then they worked out, right, you pay a premium to us, and if in the events of you get shot and killed, we'll look after your wife. Hence, the insurance company, Scottish Widows. And that's how insurance was developed. It was all based on an algorithm. And it's um, a great story. It's a great story. It's a story. And, and, yeah. you, and you can adapt it to property management because you can look at what's the probability of a particular tenant causing. Uh, or in particular oh. location or type of property, and tailoring the insurance policy to meet that demand. The risk I find with this insurance company stance is that we're encroaching on. You've got to get a whole heap of poor tenants here who who've got poor history, and they may never find a property. Mm. But what happens to them? Well, it's uh, the state housing, isn't it? The state housing system. Uh, I mean, everyone deserves to have a roof over their head, you know, and we've got to make this accessible. That's the challenge, right? You know, is it's accessible for everyone, every Kiwi. Yeah. Uh, um, but it's solvable, for sure. Yeah. It's solvable. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting, Will, um, to find out what 
the Real Estate Institute comes back and advises us, really. I mean, and, and yes. I've got to point out that it's not legal advice they're giving, they're just doing a bit of research. And, and I encourage all property managers out there, if you're part of a industry group, whether it be the Real Estate Institute or whoever, that's what you should be doing, is it because we get all these tricky questions, we don't use these facilities enough. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so it's an interesting topic. Anyway. Will's got to catch a flight in a minute, so we've got a bit of a shortened episode this week. The fact that uh, Addison was gassing it with the Renty crew, drinking champagne in the background in Wellington, while Will's up in his... I, I, do, I do feel partly responsible for that. It is my team. Yes, it is your team. It is. And, and He's a fantastic CEO, sending them down there with a bag full of booze. Oh, that's Why did I? Oh, there you go. It's amazing. He doesn't know that yet. He's just going to appear on the company credit card in the next, uh, <laughs> yeah. the next, the next statement. Anyway, the conference is just over two weeks away. Um, you know, I tell you who I'm. I'm really excited about the political debate. Megan Woods, Chris Bishop, yeah. Chloe Swarbrick, all with Jen Bird from the Real Estate Institute as the CEO. Brad Olson from Infometrics, Grant Elliott. Um, Ex-New Zealand Black Cap top cricketer now at Tommy's. Uh, we got the panel. It, it's we got a fantastic. The awards are closed now. We've got quite a few entries which have come in. So um, Professor Graham Squires is heading the the judging panel for that. Uh, Will, what are you looking forward to, or who are you looking forward to listen to at the conference, mate? Other than yourself, <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to the political debate. I think you guys have done an amazing job there to get that. That's going to be cool. Uh, looking forward. I love panels. I always find those great. Um, looking forward to people like um, um, Catherine Goodwin hearing her speak, uh, and also uh, Brendan. Um, Brendan, yeah. you know, he's from Tether. He's. I find he's a fascinating individual. He's always doing cool stuff. Got a lot of time for that man. So yeah, I probably have to make a list of everything I'm looking forward to. To be honest. Oh, there's going to be. There's so much good stuff. Honestly, I can't wait to hear um, Brad Olson from Infometrics. You know, yeah. his, his down low on the economy and is it all doom and gloom? Uh, and then Carmen from Velocity. Yeah. Um, yes. I think it's fantastic, the stuff they've been doing. And I think, Dave, you've been doing a bit of work with them around sort of market rents and stuff around New Zealand. So I'm really keen to sort of do a deep dive into what data, yeah. you know, is possible and what they can see. Well, we tried to develop a speaker lineup, which is, you know, we're looking at the future with how prop tech mm. is going to integrate with the property management industry and what trends that we're going to see. Uh, we've got Alan McMahon from Colliers who's going to talk about build to rent. Uh, that's going to be interesting to hear about that space. But also, you, we can't forget the, you know, the nuts and bolts. We've got Joel Davis from Image Property Management over in Queensland coming across. Um, he's going to talk about what's happening across the ditch and, of course, the property management panel. So it's going to be a great few days, and I'm pretty buzzing about it. We've, we've, I think we've only got about 20, 30 tickets left. Uh, to sell it, it's going to be close to a sellout, or if not a sellout. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, Will, you can um, yeah. go off okay. to see whoever you're going to see. Uh, where are you flying to, mate? I'm flying to Napier to speak at Property Scouts Conference, which I'm really looking forward to. That's a, a progressive company and brand and uh, very good operators around the country. So uh, looking forward to talking to those guys and hearing about what they're up to. Well, they're also um, Residential Property Management Association. That's Ryan Weir. Um, That's right. Yeah, who, who historically, I think he used to have Walkaway Property Management up there in Auckland, and then he's 
taken yeah. over the helms from his old man, uh, Milton Weird. And then it does seem to be a business which is um, growing a lot of traction across the country. You know. Yeah, they are. And, and, and fun fact for the day, Ryan Weir also moved to Havelock North, so we're both from the same town. There must be something in the water. Well, you can just... Oh, no, don't mention something in the water in Havelock North. I know. You, actually, it, it's your fault. It's your it's name. your fault. We've got three waters. That's that's uh, you created it. You know, Havelock North with a dodgy water, so there is something in the water in Havelock uh -huh. North. I have put my foot in it. That's me. I will see you, gentlemen, very soon. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks for joining Cheers, us, guys. guys. And we'll see you again next week for uh, it'll be the penultimate one before the conference. Good on you, guys. Cheerio. See you, Dave. All right. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for tuning yep. in to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, powered by Renty and the PMC.